Good morning, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'm giving you this lecture as I'm about to uh, go to Barcelona for our Hopkins CME course, uh, Cruise in the Mediterranean. And I'll take this opportunity to also tell you that the same week next year, we're having another cruise. We're going to the Greek islands. We start in Venice, we go to Mykonos, or whatever you pronounce it, we go to Athens, and a whole bunch of those Greek things. So it's never too early to sign up. Limited registration. Well, let me go with part two of the adrenal, and I'm going to start off with benign adrenal lesions. One of the uh, common or not uncommon adrenal lesions is an adrenal cyst. Usually it's easy to identify. There are a number of different types of cysts. I've seen one parasitic, uh, hydatid one. But that's very rare unless you're in Iraq maybe or something. But most cysts are benign, differential between endothelial and epithelial cysts. But the key thing is they are benign and they'll leave alone lesions very much like an adenoma, leave it alone. The typical adrenal cyst is water density, it has a thin wall which does not enhance. The wall occasionally calcifies, but I have to admit when the wall is calcified, it's probably an old hematoma rather than a true cyst. And here's just a nice example of an adrenal cyst, water density, very sharply defined, displays the uh, limbs of the adrenal, and here's another view of that in 3D. Again, a simple diagnosis. The cysts vary in size. Here's a larger one in the 7 or 8 centimeter range. You can see a little bit of rim-like calcification. Again, we always worry about adrenal lesions in terms of size, but if it's purely cystic, I don't think it's an issue. And here's another one with calcification. And again, I know it's benign. You can see, of course, calcifications in neuroblastoma, carcinoma, pheochromocytoma, but this looks like a benign lesion, nicely seen in relationship to the kidney. And this is an adrenal cyst, but I have a feeling when you look at a case like this or a case like this, that it probably, as I mentioned before, represents an old hematoma. And here it is very nicely in the sagittal view. Just one comment, sometimes it's hard to determine whether a lesion is in the upper pole of the kidney and projecting off the kidney, or it's simply in the adrenal proper. And I think reconstructions, particularly sagittal or 3D, can indeed be very helpful. Let's move on then in terms of benign lesions. And one of my favorites, adrenal myelipoma. We do see these more frequently now. The typical history is you're scanning a patient who's a bit older, it's an oncology patient, you find an adrenal mass. What do you do? Well, 99.9% .9 of the time you can make a very specific diagnosis. These lesions contain fat and hemopoietic tissue, so their fatty attenuation, the amount of fat will vary. Commonly, they do have punctate calcifications as well. Here's a couple examples. Right adrenal, one centimeter, myelipoma, purely fat. Another example, left side, almost all fat with a little bit of density. Myelipomas vary in size. Here's a larger one. The large ones can bleed, so sometimes they're removed because the patient has flank pain and they may have bled already or just the capsule is distended and the patient has flank pain. Here's another example. So you're getting the feel. Now, of course, not all of them have this much fat. Here's another example. We only see punctate fat in calcification, but that's critical. Once you see fat, you can make the diagnosis. Yes, in theory, I've seen adrenal carcinomas with fat, but those are huge tumors with calcification that's coarse, and it's obviously different. This is a nice round lesion with a little bit of fat, and here it is again on a coronal view. And the way you treat this case, or the way you treat this case, 
is kind of like Bosniak wrote about with uh, myelipomas of the kidney. If you see any fat, you have a home run diagnosis. These lesions, now one word of caution, I've seen myelipomas read as positive on PET because sometimes fat can pick up FDG on PET. So you want to be very careful. Not every adrenal that's hot on PET is a malignancy. And so I've seen a couple myelipomas do that. Now, I've also heard people say, well, maybe it's a metomyelipoma. And my answer to that is forget about it. Give me a break. Bigger myelipomas here, it pushes on the kidney. Again, I love when I see punctate calcification. That makes my job very easy. It makes the diagnosis here on a coronal display or here coronal and sagittal really makes my job easy. As I mentioned, most myelipomas are nice and round. Here's one that's oval. And again, there's a larger one, but there's really no need to remove these tumors. There's no malignant potential. So it's again under my category of leave alone lesions. Now here's one that's very large that was removed. One word of caution, at times it always comes up, how do you know myelipoma from liposarcoma? Liposarcoma typically has mass effect, it's not in the adrenal bed, but it is something to think about in very large masses like this one, at least to give it some thought. But my experience has been when they're this large, or when they're this large, they're coming out. And here's one that's about 7 or 8 cm that actually bled. So this patient presented with flank pain. Once they bleed, they're coming out. So that's nice and uh, nice and simple. And again, here's one more final example. So that's again a benign lesion, very specific CT appearance, make the diagnosis, leave the patient alone. Another benign lesion that can have tremendous consequences in patient management is adrenal hemorrhage. Classically, it's high density and non-contrast CT, maybe unilateral or bilateral. Over time, it typically calcifies, particularly rim-like calcification, and it's more common in females. Now, there are a number of causes for adrenal hemorrhage. The most common cause we've seen is patients on Coumadin. Um, it can be due to a number of different etiologies. Now, the important thing about uh, adrenal hemorrhage is when it's unilateral, the patient's treated conservatively, there's no issue. When it's bilateral, it typically results in adrenal insufficiency and the patient goes into adisonian crisis. The thing is, adisonian crisis is often not recognized clinically and we're evaluating the patient for acute abdomen or sepsis or myocardial infarction. So again, it's a very important diagnosis. You may save the patient's life. Now, when you have adrenal hemorrhage in the post-trauma patient, it's easy because you know about the trauma, you know its cause. Here are a number of different causes. One to always mention is tumor. I've seen both primary adrenal carcinomas as well as metastasis make their initial presentation as flank pain and a spontaneous bleed. And we'll look at some examples. Here's a simple one, post-liver trauma, high-density, round, right adrenal gland, classic hematoma. Another example, high-density, often you see whiskering around the gland. It's unilateral, treat the patient supportively, they do well. As opposed to this patient, this was a patient who had a meningioma resected, patient was not doing well, no one can figure out why. Look at those adrenal glands, they're both round, they're high density. Classic on non-contrast, adrenal hemorrhage, patient was Addisonian, they did not recognize this, the patient was treated with replacement therapy and did fine. So here's the example where you save the patient's life. Another example, 
bilateral adrenal lesions, again, high density, whiskering the round adrenal hemorrhage. Remember I mentioned about tumor? Look at this case. Big bleed. So the question is what's going on? Could it be hemorrhage from trauma? There was no trauma in this case. And this was a good example where the patient had a metastasis to the adrenal gland and upon workup we found the primary in the lung. Now at times you don't see the mass and we see this true in the liver as well with hepatic adenomas. Once something bleeds it's hard to tell where the mass is. But if you see a big bleed like this you better be thinking about that possibility. And occasionally a primary adrenal carcinoma will bleed, and here's an example. So again, when you see bleeding, it could be myelopoma, it could be trauma, but if you put those aside, you better be thinking about an underlying tumor. Let me show you a good example of what happens with hemorrhage. Here you see a liver laceration, bilateral adrenal hematomas, nice and round, and here it is six weeks later. You can see they became water density. That's a very common uh, change. And if you wait long enough, they may commonly calcify. And this is just a very nice example of calcification. And here's another example. Remember I mentioned to you before the differential diagnosis of an adrenal cyst. If you see rim calcification, you're not going to be dealing with hydatid. I think you're dealing with old adrenal hematomas. Again, what's important about this, it's very much a leave-alone lesion. Let me mention the one unusual tumor we've seen, adrenal ganglion neuromas. They're 5 to 9 centimeters in size and smooth and homogeneous. They may contain calcification. It's a benign tumor, and occasionally from CT you can suggest that it looks benign, but based on the size it's coming out. So although we know it looks not like a typical malignancy, again, maybe you can suggest to the surgeon that it's going to be benign so they don't do a whole large workup, but you can see here it's low density. You know, you might be thinking about myelipoma, has calcification. This was a ganglion aroma. And here was another ganglion aroma. But I have to admit, in this case, it looks just like metastasis or primary tumor. So it's something to consider, but it's not something that I typically put on my differential diagnosis list. So that's a very good list of benign lesions. We first spoke about adenomas. And in this talk, we spoke about cysts and myelipomas. For example, an old hematomas and an hemorrhage. So those are benign lesions. Now, those are all things we try to leave alone. Well, the next thing you think about is malignancies where we have to manage the patients aggressively. And so what I'll pick up next time is malignant adrenal tumors. And with that, I'm off cruising and have a nice day.